Welcome to the Happiness Hunter podcast. I'm your host, Fiona Redding. This show will help you navigate life and transform your approach to business with inspiring and practical strategies, tools, and insights to teach you how to shift your mindset and achieve life integration to show up fully in every area of your life today. Hello, and welcome to today's episode. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you about my experience of giving up drinking, of giving up alcohol. Now, this is a subject that every time I write about it or speak about it or share anything about it, it it really resonates with people. And I actually wrote a blog a few years ago about my experience of giving up drinking six months after I'd actually stopped drinking. And that blog has been read a lot more times than anything else I have ever written. And anytime I ever share anything about drinking or giving up drinking or my experience of it, people, when I speak at events or whatever, and I talk about it, there is always people that come up and talk to me after it. And I know that me sharing my experience about, you know, where I'd got to and how I got myself out of that, it really helps people. So I wanted to actually dedicate an episode just to this topic because I think it is so important and I think it is something that we really as a society we don't really talk about it enough or properly in some ways and really about the impact that it has and how it can affect us both individually and as part of families and communities as well. So where to begin? Um, so the point at which I'm going to start this conversation with you today is probably around about the time that I decided to actually stop drinking. Now I had given up drinking. I had tried to moderate. I had had periods of short lived periods of abstinence over my life, but basically I had been a drinker from pretty early on. So I would say very early mid teens. So maybe 13 or 14, I had my first drink. I can't actually tell you exactly when it was, but it was cask wine that I actually first partook of, which I'm pretty sure is probably quite common for that era, whether it was, you know, the West Coast coolers or something like that. But it was that kind of, it was literally drinking alcohol to get drunk stuff. There was no kind of let's drink and enjoy the, you know, the flavors and the tastes and the textures. It was literally alcohol was there to get drunk. And that was pretty much my first experience of drinking when I was that age. And then through my teens, I was always a drinker. Like I just, I don't know, I managed to find alcohol at certain places and always was like a party girl. And they used to, I used to be called the party girl, you know, and that was basically, I'd just go and get really drunk all the time. And and then that kind of continued right into my 20s and 30s and I lived overseas and I actually also got a little bit quite involved. Can I say a little bit quite involved? But I actually had quite high recreational drug use as well. So I was drinking alcohol and taking drugs and I was also smoking a lot. And somehow I seemed to be reasonably high functioning. You know, I managed to hold down jobs and I actually went back to uni and I studied full time and I worked full time and I pretty much was drinking every day. Um, I don't know actually how I did that, but I did. And when I was 30, I went back over to the UK and my drinking really kind of escalated there until I um, became pregnant with my son and returned to Australia. I actually stopped drinking. I completely stopped drinking and I thought... I have licked this. I don't drink anymore. 
And then, of course, my son was born and slowly, slowly, slowly the drinking started back up again. But it wasn't quite to the same extent at the start, but then it started to fully escalate again. But it was like fully escalating because I felt very trapped in my life at that time. And I'd sort of found myself, I, you know, wasn't planning on, like, like I hadn't had a plan, but what was happening for me didn't feel like it was my plan. And then I fell pregnant with my daughter and I stopped drinking again. And with both of the kids, I pretty much didn't drink while I was breastfeeding either. But as soon as I stopped breastfeeding, I started really drinking again. And I did drink a little bit while I was breastfeeding, but it was nothing like I had been. But as soon as I stopped breastfeeding Vivi, it was like the drinking, it just kind of started up again. And it took on this, for the first time in my life, it actually had this real darkness to it. Like I'd not really experienced it like that before. Like I I knew that I'd always been an alone drinker. Like I'd often drink on my own all, all in my thirties and twenties. And, you know, I lived on my own for a while and stuff. I'd often be drinking on my own. I loved drinking socially, but the drinking that I was now doing was pretty much a hundred percent alone drinking. It was getting earlier and earlier in the day. It was really starting to impact, um, the, my ability to care properly for my children. I was feeling very depressed. I had a lot of anxiety. I was really overweight. And when I was about, I don't even know, 34 or 35, I can't even remember how old. My doctor actually said to me, you know, you need to lose some weight because if you don't, you're, you're, you know, setting yourself up for a whole lot of health risks later on and it's not going to get any easier as you get older and stuff. You know, I had all these kind of warning, warning signs in my life. And I just couldn't stop drinking and I'd make all these rules about drinking and I'd say, okay, well, I'm going to just have two glasses of wine three days a week and, of course, that didn't work and if there was a bottle of wine there, I would have to finish it and if there was two bottles of wine there, I would have to finish it and I'd literally have to, wouldn't be able to go to bed until I'd finished my wine. It was like when I finished my wine, that became bedtime and I was really struggling in the relationship I was in. Um, and, you know, as I've gone a, a further along this path, you know, at that time I really blamed him for that. But there came a point where actually it was nothing to do with him. You know, this was my life and my choice and it was nothing to do with him. And so stopping blaming him for the situation I was in only really happened after I stopped drinking. I need to be really honest with you about that. So, yeah, so basically I found myself at 37, I was drinking every single day. I was drinking, most days was drinking two bottles of wine a day. Some days I was starting drinking quite early. There was a couple of days where I even was taking like a swig of some kind of dark spirit out of the liquor cabinet. So my drinking had become 100% problematic and I was honestly petrified of what was happening to me and to my life because I could not see a way out of it and I felt like I just did not know how I could ever possibly stop drinking and I'd actually I've smoked a lot during my life as well and I'd actually given up smoking a few times now that by this stage I was smoking again so I actually stopped smoking 
and then I was like, okay, I know I can stop smoking. I can do that. I need to do something because I just feel, I feel like I am just the worst person and I'm such a terrible mother and I'm providing such a disgraceful role model for my children. And I, I just didn't want my kids to grow up in a family where alcohol was just so normal and this level of drinking was acceptable because to me it was just like, you know, I really need to show my kids another way. I need to really show them how life can be lived and it it doesn't need to be like this. And so I stopped smoking but I still kept on with the drinking and I was like, I've got to stop drinking. And there was this one day, it was probably about six months before I stopped drinking and I was driving in my car, I was really hungover and I looked in the rear vision mirror and I could see the two kids in the back seat behind me. I mean, I, I should not have been driving. I'm sure I would have been probably over the limit. And I just heard this voice say to me, Fiona, you have to stop drinking and you need to start meditating. And I was like, okay, I need to stop drinking and I need to start meditating. So I don't actually know how long that was before I actually stopped drinking, but like, this idea was planted in my head. It was like, you have to stop drinking. Like there's not, it's not a choice about this. This is just an absolute, you have to stop drinking thing. And then I actually did a, um, there was a few things that happened. And then I did a skydive. It was a fundraising skydive for a charity called Mother Jumpers. And so I did it and I'd actually promised myself, like I literally promised myself that I wasn't going to be hungover when I did this skydive. Anyway, I wake up in the morning of the skydive and, yep, I'm really hungover and I'm really nervous, really ang- anxious about doing this skydive. And anyway, we're going up in the plane and it was the weather was dreadful and I was already really, really nervous about it. And I thought, oh, you know, should I have written a letter to my kids basically saying to them, you know, I'm sorry for being so irresponsible <laughs> for doing a skydive and dying. Anyway, so we're going up in this tiny little plane. I don't know how good you are in planes, but like tiny little planes are not, were not actually really my bag at all. Going up in this tiny little plane and I got an anxiety attack because I felt so hungover. And then I went up and did this jump and it was, you know, it was the most incredible experience. And I think that skydive was a really significant event for me because I felt like I landed as a different person. It was like something disappeared from me in the dive. And not very long after that was actually when I thought, right, I really need to stop drinking and I really need to have a serious think about what I'm doing in this relationship that I'm in because I just, it it doesn't seem to be working. And so anyway, I decided to stop drinking and then two weeks later I left my partner. So I guess what I wanted to say to you is that I had a pretty serious drinking problem. I know it could have gotten a lot worse. I mean, I know that I'm certainly not saying I was at rock bottom and it was, you know, I was homeless or, or wasn't then, but I I can't really say that like, I wasn't like drinking out of a paper bag in the streets yet, but I really had this inkling that if I didn't change something, that was probably where it was going to end up for me because I was consumed by my drinking you know all of my thinking was around when can I have my next drink when can I start drinking is it too late to you know is it too early to start drinking you know how much money have I got you know what you know when am I going to get the alcohol it was just this constant in my head thinking about when I could drink and how much I was drinking and then feeling bad the next day and promising myself I wasn't going to drink and then just you know getting to whatever o'clock and thinking can I have a drink yet you know look it was such a massively over the weight it had in my life as compared to anything else was really out of kilter. 
So basically what I decided to do was, okay, I need to stop drinking. And so I Googled and I looked up a whole lot of different things and I looked into AA and it just really wasn't for me. And anyway, I stumbled across across this website called Hello Sunday Morning, which has actually completely changed its format now. But when I actually signed up to this forum website, it was actually a forum that you blogged on. And when you actually came in, it was the whole idea of Hello Sunday Morning is about changing Australia's relationship with alcohol. And it was started by this guy called Chris Rain, who started a blog. He started blogging when he stopped drinking every day. Um, It was called Hello Sunday Morning, basically. And he started this 12-month blog of not drinking. Anyway, so I started, I I signed up to that. And on my avatar, I actually called myself happiness. Um, And I'd never signed up to an online forum before or anything like that. But I just was so unhappy. And all I wanted for my life was happiness. Like, I just wanted to be happy. And so this was basically... I think when this is January 2013. So I actually started blogging every day. I started connecting with people online and I was just like, I just don't drink. Like I'm just not a drinker anymore. And from that moment forward, I actually have not had a drink. But there was something that happened for me that was so powerful because I made a decision about what I actually wanted. I stopped focusing on what I didn't want anymore and I started focusing on what I wanted. I just wanted to be happy. So what what did happiness mean for me? What did living life well mean to me? What did being an excellent role model for my kids mean for me? What does, you know, and I'd started my business about three months before I stopped drinking and that was another really big catalyst for me as well because oh, I was just sending emails at night after the kids had gone to bed that I probably shouldn't have sent and, you know, I was just behaving in a way that was kind of a bit like not really going to get me anywhere in life, certainly not get me anywhere in my business. So I, um, that was another big catalyst too. So then what that enabled me to do was from that space of this real clarity, okay, I don't drink anymore, what, what is it that I want? I was then able to make some really significant decisions about my personal life, my relationships, what I was doing with work. I was started to feel really excited and hopeful about my future and this future life that I was creating. Like previously, I just felt like I was staring down the barrel of a future life that I did not want to be living. And I didn't feel like that anymore. And I think letting go of something for me that was so destructive, like alcohol, was so powerful. And, you know, it it had stopped being fun a long time ago. You know, I think drinking, oh, it's so fun, it's so fun. But like a hangover is never fun. And I'm still grateful a lot of days when I wake up that I don't have a hangover. Like I'm really, really grateful for that. And one of the things I think that I really got through this whole process. So basically when I stopped drinking, one of the reasons why AA just, I just didn't feel right for me was there was a couple of things, but one of them was, um, you know, this giving into a higher power. And at that stage of my life, I was just like, I, I, it was, it was too far of a stretch for me, but I did start meditating. I I, I listened to that voice, you know, if you can call it your higher self, the intuition, the bigger part of me, whatever, I listened to that voice that was telling me to start meditating and I started meditating and I just started listening to a guided app every night before I went to sleep. And very soon I found, you know, with the not drinking and I started exercising every day and just feeling much more empowered about my life. Very soon I started to become much more aware of myself and the way I thought about things. And, you know, I'd have obsessive thinking about stuff. I'd be able to catch myself a little bit with that. But this meditation started to open me up to 
feeling that I was part of something so much bigger than just me as Fiona Rachel Redding. And it's not something I can really put into words and I don't think it is anything that we can put into words. It's nothing that can be communicated like that. It really is something that needs to be experienced. And it's a large part of, you know, how the happiness hunter came to be because I started meditating a lot and I started really wanting to know like why I was here and what I'd been put on this earth for and what my purpose was and what I was here to do. And I was like, you know, I've obviously gone through this experience for some reason. I've obviously gone through what I went through in all of my life and recently for a reason, like nothing's ever an accident. So what is my purpose? Like, what am I here to do? And so I started sharing a lot more with just my community about what was actually going on for me and where I was at and where I'd been. And I just started being really honest about all of my struggles and my challenges and what I was overcoming. And of course, that really resonates with people. It really helps people. It lets people know that they're not on their own. And so this idea of happiness for me was actually started to become about, you know, when I called myself on my avatar happiness is happiness, you know, it really comes through what we can do for others and how we can best show up in the world. And that's what gives our life meaning. So for me, being able to share about, for example, my drinking, especially knowing how much it helps people. And, you know, I, I don't want to sort of be clickbait or sensationalist or alarmist or anything like that. But, you know, in Australia, we have a pretty serious problem with alcohol. Like we do culturally anyway, you know, we use it, we use alcohol for everything. We use it to celebrate, to commiserate for you know, if we had a good day, if we've had a bad day, if it's been hot, if it's been cold, you know, generally we can find a reason to include alcohol in the equation. But one of the things that I'm really aware of as well is this, the drinking that's happening with women my age, my age, so I don't know, can we call ourselves middle-aged? I don't know, but you know, in our 30s and 40s and 50s who have families who are literally drinking just to cope and to get through the day it's 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 a problem and i think a lot of the time also too we're really enabling this bad behavior because if we're all doing it then it's okay and it really doesn't have to be like this and it's really okay to say you know what i actually feel like my drinking is getting a little bit out of control i'm really not happy with the amount i'm drinking i'm finding it difficult to moderate i'm finding it difficult to get out of bed in the morning i'm trying finding it difficult to get through a day without drinking like put your hand up and just say you know i'm really i'm struggling a little bit with this because it actually doesn't have to be like that and i really am here to tell you that Life for me is so much better without alcohol in it. And I'm not saying that you have to give up alcohol completely or anything like that. But for me, the experience of my life is so much richer for not having alcohol in it. And I am a better person. I have more clarity with my thinking. My mood and my emotions is much more even. I don't I don't feel bad about myself. I don't wake up with shame. I don't wake up feeling like, oh my God gosh, what did I say or do last night? Who do I need to apologize to? Forgetting conversations that I've had, forgetting commitments that I've made, you know, those things just don't really happen for me anymore. And I'm not saying, please don't misunderstand me, that I'm perfect or my life is perfect. But all I'm just trying to say is that for me, I gave up a habit that I honestly, it was so part of my identity drinking and alcohol was such a massive part of my identity and who I actually thought I was and what I needed to do to live my life that to give it up 
it, it actually it completely shifted the axis almost in a way of the world that I was standing on, but in such a beautiful, profoundly fulfilling way. And so I think we often think that, oh, what are we going to do if we don't drink? You know, people used to say to me, what are you going to do when your kids turn? What are you going to do when your kids turn 18 or they're 21st or when your kids get married? Like, what are you going to do? Like, if I can't drink, I can't celebrate it. Like that, that, that mentality that we have, I think is really prevalent. Like if there's a celebration, it needs to be celebrated with alcohol and it doesn't like, we don't have to have alcohol as part of the equation by all means we can drink. I'm speaking to you and you'll know if I'm speaking to you because you'll know, you'll feel like I'm speaking to you. And all I'm saying to you is that you're not on your own and you can change if you want to. And it's there's nothing to be ashamed of. Like there's so nothing to be ashamed of. The shame is what keeps us silent. The shame is what keeps us stuck. The shame is what keeps us not moving forward. The, there is no shame in saying, you know what, I'm not happy about this and I'd really like to change. You know, whether you need help, whether you need to talk to someone about it, whether you need to get an accountability buddy, whether you just need to do whatever. But the thing is, drinking is just a habit. And to change our habits, we need to change. We need to create new habits. So one of the things that I really focused on was not on the stopping drinking, but actually on the creating the new. So I started, as I said, meditating every day. I started exercising. I started drinking really lovely herbal teas in the evening. I started going to bed a little bit earlier. I started really focusing on building my business, on reading, on listening to um, great things on YouTube. The purpose of this podcast today is to let you know that you're not alone, that drinking is a massive thing in our society and in our culture, and to walk away from that or to say, I'm not participating in that anymore can be really challenging for the people around you as well, because for a lot of the, a lot of the time that you not drinking is about them. And it's actually just highlighting something within them. All you've got to know is your choice to not drink or to not participate is your choice. And if other people have a problem with that, that is nothing to do with you. That's their problem. But you do have a choice. And we don't need to just go, oh, I'm just going to, oh, I'll just have one. Like if you've made a decision not to have one, don't have one and see what happens. Because the, the, the more you can practice saying no, the easier it actually becomes. But at the end of the day and ultimately – each of us actually has to make a choice and a decision about how we want to be living our lives and what we want for the experience of our lives and personally make a decision as to, you know, what is alcohol actually contributing to my life and where is it contributing to my life and is it something that I want to have in my life? And if not, like be brave enough to say, I don't want to do this anymore and it's okay and see what opens up for you. You know, when you've got more time and energy and money, you can do things that you can't do when you're spending a lot of your time drinking. And yes, you can say it's great fun drinking and it's great. We had the best night ever. It was the best fun ever, ever, ever. I've had more fun since I've stopped drinking in some ways than I ever did when I was drinking. And I'm not saying that when I was drinking, I didn't have fun. Like some of those most funniest memorable nights, but the the payoff for that for me became too big and I didn't want to live my life like that anymore. So for me now, there is no sacrifice in not drinking. I haven't given up anything. I've gained so much and I feel so privileged to be in a position now. Like I don't miss it. 
I don't feel that my life is any less lesser for it. In fact, my life has improved in every single element of my life since I've stopped drinking. I can't, I can't, ex- I, 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 I can't really explain how how it's better and why it's better. It just is better. And yes, there's things that I've missed out on, and yes, there's things that I haven't been able to participate in fully, but. That's okay because that's my choice and I've made a decision about how I want to be living my life and how I want to be showing up. And I really wanted one of the really key things for me was to show my kids that they could actually live as an adult in Australia and not have to drink. So anyway, I guess that's what I wanted to share today is that giving up drinking for me was the best thing I've ever done. It was incredibly difficult um, and... You know, it can be very isolating at times because it really is against the grain. And if you, if a lot of your social groups at the moment involve alcohol, you know that that is going to require a shift there too. But it's completely doable. It's just a matter of making a choice of, you know, what do you want for your life, and how much do you value your health, and your well-being, and your relationships, and all of those things. And only you can really answer that question. And all I can do is share what I know and what I've experienced. And if you've heard this and listened to this. I hope it's been of help, of some use. And if you think that there's somebody that this might help, please feel free to forward it on to them. But I'll look forward to speaking to you again next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe through your favorite podcatcher so you never miss an episode. And please feel free to leave a rating and a review.